All right, here we go. I've been on vacation, so I hadn't had to do one of these in a while, so I got to get back into the swing of things. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have a returning guest, Stephanie Cargill Willis from Exxon Mobil. Stephanie, how are you? Great, doing well. Awesome. I appreciate you making some time for us on this extremely hot day, and I think it's going to be even worse tomorrow. They say like 98 degrees tomorrow or something. So Absolutely, and July's not here yet. I know, right? I'm telling everybody I know from up north, just wait until July or August to come visit. It's a great time. So <laughs> let them melt. So, so tell me, I guess to kick us off, you know, just right into it for anybody who doesn't know what exactly do you do at Exxon? You know, everybody knows Exxon is, you know, the plant, you know, or you pass it, they probably know where it is, you know, what do you do there? And then what's the short version for anybody new or just for somebody to get the real story? You know, it's my kids. I used to tell them, you know, they make clouds. So. Sure. And, and look, my kids know that that is steam and not clouds, Brandon. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm the public and government affairs manager for our Baton Rouge facilities. And that includes our ExxonMobil refinery. And then we have three actual chemical facilities. And that's our chemical plant. We have a plastics plant and then a polyolefins plant. And those sites are all making in products you're using every day, Brandon. So from the, the rubber on your running shoes to your toothbrush handle to the components um, in your car, right? The, you know, all the, all the neat stuff that's inside our cars uh, and then the, the tires on our car as well. So our facilities make a lot of end products here and they're all connected. So we call it the Baton Rouge complex because our refinery and chemical plant are integrated. So they're sharing molecules every day and really not wasting much of that, that great product and working together to innovate as we enter into a climate transition globally and, and looking for new ways to supply energy around the world. And then uh, we'll mention in West Baton Rouge, we also have a lubricants facility, and that's where you can actually see the Mobile One product being packaged and blended, and that goes into our cars. It's a lubricants for our cars as well as for airplanes. So we supply large part of the aviation market as well from right there in Port Allen. Oh. That's what we do. <laughs> there we go. Did not know all of that. And I bet a lot of people, a lot of people might just be thinking fuel, you know, like that's it, but there's a lot more to it, you know, going on. So, so tell me what is, you know, one of the things I wanted to get you on the show, you know, and talk about, you know, I was reading some information about, you know, this is the second year you've done this, you know, summer intern, you know, program, but it's a little bit different than, what you would think a typical internship would be more, you know, it's in the craft world, I guess we'd say. So tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of what that looks like and, you know, what, what made you guys go that direction, you know, do it a little bit different. Well, yeah. So great question. And, and first, let me say that we've got all told about 5,000 to 6,000 folks working at our Baton Rouge facilities on any given day. And that's about half employees and then half contractors that actually sit at our sites. So lots of job opportunities. And in today's world, more and more technical job opportunities, um, really integrating that use of digital manufacturing, which can be like virtual reality, um, 
connected worker where you have a hard hat with all kinds of video gear on it. So really kind of some fun and exciting careers. And this summer intern program was developed last year where we really wanted to bring in our high school students and expose them to some opportunities in our crafts workspace. And crafts means jobs where you're able to graduate from high school and then attend perhaps community colleges and get certifications in careers like welding, electrician, pipe fitting, millwright. And so those jobs can really be long lasting, quality, high paying jobs. And we wanted our high school students to take a summer where they could shadow another crafts worker, do some projects and really understand, you know, what does a millwright do? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard, you know, is that you've got, you know, you hear people all the time, I'm a welder, I'm a boiler maker, you know, they don't, they don't know what that is, but you just, it's common knowledge you hear it around here and nobody really thinks, you know, why, but so that's starting all the way down at the high school level. Absolutely. And with our East Baton Rouge public school system, they're actually creating pathways for jobs in the craft space. So whether it's in the healthcare industry or in the restaurant and hospitality industry, our superintendent's really honing in on ensuring that students get certifications in crafts jobs, as well as getting education that might prepare them for college. So when they graduate, if they choose not to take a university route, that they will have some certifications in a craft. So this opportunity really exposes students that, that might not experience or understand what some of these jobs offer to a summer of about eight weeks where they get to shadow an employee, uh, get to meet with a variety of employees, really understand what projects that they might take on as, as a welder or an electrician. And this summer we have 10 students from several different high schools. We've got some of our public high school students and we've got some charter high school students coming. Um, so it'll be a great summer for them. We're actually gonna invite media to come on site one day and check it all out. So maybe you can come do that later this summer. Yeah, no, that's, I've always thought it was funny. You know, we run, you know, kids through, you know, high school and we're teaching them everything that they possibly need to know. And we say, you know, we're preparing them and then we, you know, we say, okay, you're 18, 19, you know, maybe 20 years old. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? You know, it's like, well, I haven't even tried anything yet. You know, if anything, I've maybe worked, you know, like a part-time job at a, you know, a restaurant or, you know, I was washing dishes. I, you know, it's to expose them, you know, and like you said, maybe they're working, you know, that pipe fitter, but even though maybe that's what they're doing in the internship, they're, you know, they're taking a break and they're talking to another guy who might be Absolutely. doing something completely different. It's like, you know what, I'm in this program, this track for, you know, pipe fitting or Boilermaker, but I really like talking to Gus, you know, who does X, Y, Z, you know, at lunch. And that's what I want to come back next year and really learn more. It just seems like that would be the obvious, you know, how we'd get kids, you know, and these young adults to decide what they want to do rather than just saying, go to YouTube or, you know, go online or talk to somebody. Right. And, you know, I think it's actually by doing and experiencing and, and seeing mentors in action, um, you know, both men and women in, in the craft space and really getting that, that great kind of firsthand knowledge 
of what the opportunities are. And what's really cool about the program, at the end of last summer, we invited family members to come in and watch the students make their presentations. So it was really helpful for you know mom and dad, grandparents, sisters and brothers to understand what some of these craft fields offered too. So um, really good education for families. And, and I think that you know sometimes that's missing when you're not talking about a professional career. People don't understand what the opportunities actually are. And I think, and I've talked about it on the show with, you know, different superintendents and different people in education. And, you know, some people may not like it, but, you know, college or a traditional four-year program is not the fit for everybody, you know, and these other skills that you can learn, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think people, you know, need to understand that, you know, like you don't have to take, you know, this four-year additional to, you know, the doctor, the lawyer, like we have plenty of people, there's nothing wrong with, these are good careers. People make very good livings, you know, with these skills. And sometimes it seems that people don't think of it that way. They think you have to go this path, you know, check all the boxes and go. And that frustrates me a little bit. Well, and in these careers, you know, the craft careers can be very, very sustainable, long-term stable jobs. They are always in demand. And as a facility, you know, like an ExxonMobil undergoes maintenance or new construction on new projects or develops new technologies on equipment, you know, those craft specialists are our first line of work right there. So when you develop that special certification or specialty craft, it can really be a very high demand opportunity for you. So um, and, and look, they're very well-paying jobs. So I, I think we really set our, our students up for success by offering that glimpse into to these craft opportunities. Yeah, I said it, this may not be the exact craft, but I said it the other day, you know, right and you know, we talked about the heat. You know, if you've got that skill of fixing an air conditioner, you're the number one guy that everybody needs in South Louisiana, you know, right now. We could care less how many degrees you have unless you can lower the degrees of temperature in my house. So, And, and you can charge a lot, too, right? It's in high demand. We all need our AC here in Louisiana. <laughs> that's, you know, that's I think that's the only time when you might be able to assault somebody and get away with it, maybe, is, you know, if you've got an AC problem. So. So it just, I guess I bring it up to bring that, you know, that that skill set and hopefully, you know, people can look at that and not have some stigma and not think, well, I'm just, you know, turning a wrench and I'm not going to make a bunch of money. No, you're going to be turning a highly skilled wrench and you're going to make a very good living doing it. And people, we need, we need more of that. You know, we need people to realize that, Hey, and that's what I've been excited to see these programs and these internships where it's now being pushed, like you said, down into the high school level to where, some of these kids can make decisions now and go, you know, hey, that's what I want to do and eliminate some of that other pressure and go, this is where I'm going. I've already got some experience. I know Gus, you know, or whoever that I've met during the program or, you know, it's, you'd get some connections and you can't beat that. Right. That's a lot that's of true. it's who, that's you true. know, so. You know that as as adults, you know, it's all about that, those connections. And, and I think what will surprise a lot of our students when they come in and see these careers is it fits in with pretty much every high schooler's interest in social media, gaming, technology, because we're using so much of that technology now. And it, it's gonna be a lot less about turning a wrench and more about you know mastering a computer system or a control panel 
or understanding how to put on a virtual reality headset and, and navigating through pipe systems. So lots of technology, I think, that will really interest our students. Um, and the other thing that you know we have seen when everybody always asks, is it hard to find workers, qualified workers? And more and more, we're seeing experienced professionals from other fields that might have a you know, university degree coming to apply for a crafts position because they are so high paying. And so they're actually seeking those certifications later in life. And, and that is you know something where our high school students can now get the leg up, right? They can get the certifications now and be ready to go. No, not only, and I think there's something to be said, you know, I've grown up, you know, in the petrochemical industry, you know, my father was in it. I've got, you know, my grandfather was in everybody, you know, like everybody but me, I guess, you know, kind of went in that direction. And, and there's, I guess what I'm about to say is there is a whole lot of the administrative side, you know, like kind of where you are, but then I think there's something to be said for, I'm not checking email all day long. You know, I'm not sitting behind a desk, you know, it's, I can be in the field, I can talk, I can get into some of this new technology. Like you said, the VR where it's remote, it's exciting. It's changing. I know, and that's probably another show for another day, but, you know, I know Exxon's very involved in like the plant of the future. You know, what does that look like, you know, and how that's happening. And I think there's some people actually in Baton Rouge that are part of some of those teams, you know, that the yeah, for Exxon sure. here is building the future right here in Baton Rouge. Right. And any any employee, you know, whether you're in the craft space or whether you're a professional, you're going to be part of really an innovative time for our company as we, we transition into different types of energy, different types of products to meet really what the world wants and is demanding right now. So it's, it's kind of this unprecedented time of excitement and innovation and discovery um, and, and I think anyone coming in will be part of that. So cool time for all of our, our folks. I guess to give a, you know, a plug or, you know, it's on the website, the last, you, you and I spoke, you know, a while back here on the show. And then we had another group came in from Exxon. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but just to kind of a testament to Exxon, the type of company was, I thought it was amazing. If anybody scrolls through the archives, you can see it was during covid that yeah. a bunch of the, the staff, some of these guys that we're talking about, they started a group text in the middle of the night about like, hey, have y'all ever thought it was, I'm, I'm par I don't know exactly how, what it, but what I do know, it was like a group text in the middle of the night. It was like, hey, if we did X and we did Y and we did Z, could we possibly start making hand sanitizer? You yeah. know, and then can we do that? And it was like this whole thing. And next thing you know, they were doing it. Like, right. Absolutely. It's like they started with a group text, thought about it. You know, management found out from what I'm saying. I guess somebody gave them the green light. But these guys just a group text. Said, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was on the show. And he was somebody's like, I'll sit on the couch and got a text. And we all yes. started talking about it. And it was like, man, Exxon Mobil, it's a huge company. But they were able to give these guys the freedom, the latitude to think and do something that made a huge impact. Just yeah, and that that is that's happening now without COVID, even or without you know an emergency or incident situation where we we have the opportunity to really do a lot of innovation, and it's not just our engineers doing that. We know we've got lots of folks here with that problem solving mindset, and so let's go figure out how to you know re retrofit this unit and make X. 
And mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people are, are learning with the energy transition um, is that our industry in general, we're going to find different ways to provide energy to fuel your car, you know, or, or different ways that um, reduce emissions down to zero. Um, that's a goal for ExxonMobil. We want you know, net zero emissions by 2050. And so all of our folks here, we're going to be mapping out ways to reduce that greenhouse gas emissions actually by the end of this year for each of our, our operation sites around the world. So, you know, you've got teams of folks from our crafts employees all the way through, you know, our really specialist researchers and engineers working on that. It's a totally cool time. If you like to problem solve, you like to figure out neat things, it, it's a cool time, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell me, I guess, to you know, some of that transition, you know, it kind of segues, you know, you guys have been doing a lot of work, you know, in workforce development. And, right. you know, I guess I'd say that kind of goes hand in hand in what we're talking about here, you know, to where, you know, we kind of from an intern to the workforce, development, you know, just kind of how that progresses through. Yes. Um, doing a little digging before, you know, the show and looking around, I went and found, you know, a kind of a slide I wanted you to kind of walk me through, you know, what does that look like, you know, and kind of how things are happening. So I guess first, kind of what, what is the workforce development initiative? You know, somebody's, you know, everybody's got an initiative these days, right? Everybody's got an initiative, a task force, a plan, you know, where's this fall? Yeah. So, you know, a few years ago, really in 2012, our, our management here tra- challenged HR our human resources team, public affairs, um, our management challenged themselves on how do we put our local community in a position where they can find a pathway to jobs with ExxonMobil or with our contractor firms or other industry? How do we better prepare our local community? And you know, for ExxonMobil, that's a lot of focus on North Baton Rouge, which is our nearby residence. How do we how do we get them into our fence line and provide them jobs here? And so we kicked off a whole series of workforce initiatives. One of the most significant in 2012 was the North Baton Rouge Industrial Training Initiative. And to date, that program, which is free, fast track, it's geared to adults who are looking for another job opportunity, um, but they've graduated more than 400 individuals from our local community to provide them with careers, either with our contractor partners like ISC, Turner, uh, with Payla, a lot of different contractor partners in that space, and then with ExxonMobil. And so that program has probably been the cornerstone for us of, of how do we really provide certifications in a variety of crafts? How do we provide life skills and work skills training and prepare people for sustainable success in the workplace. So we are every year bringing through another class of individuals for that program. Um, and, and that really got us thinking with partners like the Baton Rouge Community College team, um, with Baton Rouge Area Chamber, with our North Baton Rouge Economic District. You know, how do we do more? And how do we reach that, that younger audience? Which led to the high school summer crafts program. Um, And it also really, it's formed a lot of intern opportunities. So one of the other neat things that we're doing for adults is we're providing six month internships in the craft space. 
So you don't have to be a high school student. You can also be an adult and, and come kind of test out an opportunity in that, in that career space. Um, we also have an apprenticeship, apprenticeship program, which when we hire folks for those craft jobs, so say that you were a, um, you know, someone working in um, a grocery store and you came in to get a crafts job and you qualified, you passed the, the screening and the test and the interviews, but you really don't have those certifications. So we, we do offer an apprenticeship program. We take individuals through and certify them um, with those initial certifications as electricians or millwrights. Um, so that's one thing that's been really cool. Um, and you can see here on this chart, some of our partners like Southern University, I've already mentioned Baton Rouge Community College. The one thing that I love on here is the virtual reality training labs. And that has gotten a ton of excitement right now because we are actually working with the schools like Astruma, Scotlandville, SeaTech to create those spaces for students to actually put on the headgear and train in a virtual space. And they can do safety training where they actually feel like they are walking through an industrial facility. They learn to do different tasks that any crafts person would do. And it is very realistic. Um, sometimes there's emotion. You get a little adrenaline going as you're going through that virtual training. And we have found that that emotion helps with memory. And so folks really retain and, and really start to learn in that virtual environment much better than if they were in a classroom or watching a video or watching a PowerPoint. Yeah, no, this would seem, you know, that's where a lot of this is going. You know, the virtual reality, the 3D modeling, it's everything kind of is pushing and going into that direction as far as some of this goes. But it's also a lot safer to train, you know, in those environments and to give people an aspect to where they can figure out, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? You know, what piece of this do I like? And so I kind of, it seems you guys have found how to build your own ecosystem, you know, in the community right there. This says, you know, this is, we're going to, you know, we're part of this community. We're going to support the community. You know, we're going to help the community. And this is where it gives anybody who wants a chance you know, to say, I want to do it because what, what's hard, I think, is a lot of people, it's, you don't just walk up and knock on the door, you know, or say, do you have, you know, there's not a, you know, take an application, like as if you're at a Smoothie King or something like that. It's, you know, these are, like we said, highly skilled, highly paying jobs. Where do you start? And it sounds like this is it right here. This, so. is, this is a great opportunity to start and, you know, recruiting, even for these programs, we're very strategic to make sure that we're reaching our North Baton Rouge adult community, as well as high schoolers in the greater Baton Rouge area. So we partner with the school system. We partner with our charter schools. We partner uh, with all of our North Baton Rouge organizations. Um, with the pastors in the North Baton Rouge community. And we say, hey, help us find candidates that can, can have great careers and succeed. So a lot of community partnership, we, we cannot do it without our community partners. And so, you know, we might be experts in the, the crafts opportunities here, but we need our education partners to really work with us and they need us. So we're, we're doing a lot more work right now with the school system, 
thinking about, you know, how can an industry like ours advise on the pathways curriculum for different high schools when they start looking at how they're going to certify their high school students in our industry crafts, they're asking for our advice and input. So we just had a meeting today with the school system on that. And then there's all kinds of other opportunities for us to really dive in deep um, to make sure our students have the knowledge they need in the crafts and then the professional space as well. Well, you know, this seems, you know, when you think about it, when you're talking about the schools and meeting and the curriculum, I'm going back to where it was when I was in school, it was you had your, you know, was it your four cores, you know, your math, science, English, history. And then it was like you had some P in there, but it was really like home ec or shop. You know, which one did you go to? You know, you had to pick one. You know, this is the advancement of, you know, hey, we're not just going to the shop, you know, class. And I think, like I said in the beginning, it's amazing. I think that we're giving, you know, kids these opportunities to explore where they want to go. And then on top of it, even to the families to say, you know, like you said, hey, it's going to get competitive because you're both running after the same, you know, direction. But this is what it's about. This is what this is a community at work, you know, working together. It's not just, you know, Exxon bought some land and this is where they're, you know, doing what they do and they hire some people. It's reinvesting back into the community that we have here saying, hey, it's, you know, we could write checks all day long, you know, to support different programs, but we'd rather, you know, build the community if we can if we can you know what is it this expression like rising tides raise all ships right well you know there's um if you talk to most people in baton rouge or the surrounding area you'll hear stories of you know neighbors friends family members that worked here at standard oil in the beginning and so and all the different the names along the way and we want that to continue. And I think the one thing that we can do to impact our local community the most is providing jobs. That is uh, a gift for life and it supports families and it supports our economy. So workforce development is, is one of the most important things that my team and our, our management does, you know, and, and we do it to sustain these facilities. If you talk to any ExxonMobil facility around the world, they know that Baton Rouge has one of the most qualified skilled workforces ever. So we love that reputation and we mm-hmm. want to keep and it's, make sure it's Baton Rouge people running this, this facility. I've had some family from up north come down. I remember years ago and everybody, they were kind of some friends and family hanging out and just everybody, it becomes a normal expression down here that like, oh, he works at the plant, you know, or he's at the plant tonight. You know, mm-hmm. that's just a normal. And I remember just one of them tapped me on the shoulder one time. I was like, what's the plant? You know, what is that? Like, where, what, is, what, is, what is everybody talking about? Like, I've heard you say it. I've heard this person say it. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm, I guess you're not, you're not from here. Everybody here in this room and everybody in South Louisiana, you either work at the plant, know somebody at the plant, you know, they're heading to the plant, right. you know, it's, it's just part of the culture and I had to break it down. What, it, you know, what type of plant it was, what all that kind of stuff, but it's, it's our culture down here. It's our community. It's what it is. And so to see that yeah. investment from, you know, Exxon well, makes, it makes a difference. You know, it really does. Yeah. It moves the needle. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that, you know, and, and Brandon, I'd love to come on your show again and, and talk to you more about some of the other things we're doing a little bit differently and that are super exciting beyond jobs. We're, we're trying to figure out ways to give 
small diverse businesses more of an opportunity with Exxon and with our major contract partners. And that initiative, um, you know, it's been a company goal for years, but with recent projects we've been able to recruit to Louisiana, it's given us the opportunity to set metrics for ourselves and say, we're gonna have you know, this many local diverse businesses support this project. And, and really been very deliberate about supporting our North Baton Rouge businesses, supporting black owned businesses. And that has been just a phenomenal experience. Um, we're doing everything from mentorship to webinars, and we even have an announcement coming out tomorrow from the chamber about a new program we're gonna be partnering with them on to really figure out ways to, to upscale, train, provide resources to small businesses in Baton Rouge. So I'm excited Absolutely. about that as well. I'd love to have you come back and, you know, it's, it's it's been, a, it's been a hot minute since the last time you were on, but I think we've all been kind of, <laughs> we've all been through it. You know, I described it, uh, I kind of coined the expression when people would say, you know, how's it going? You know, I've been saying it's, it's kind of like juggling water is, you know, what we're doing. So I'd love to have you come back on, you know, get a regular cadence. You guys are, you know, one of the largest employers, you know, big footprint and just really, you know, how do those programs work? Because I think there's, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, you know, there's ways that somebody, you know, if we can get the message, maybe somebody's got an idea or they've got a way or they've got a business. Right. They just don't know how, you know, it's like, absolutely, I can do it faster, better, cheaper than the other guy, but I don't know how to do it. And the other guy's just been there forever. You know, it's not that I want to knock the other guy out, but I want to, you know, let's, let's show them, you know, a playbook or like, Hey, here's how you can do it. And I think that's, that again, that affects the community, which yes. keeps people in the community, keeps good thinkers in the community, problem solvers. You know, that's what we want. You know, sure. Well, we, so. we can definitely bring our procurement team um, on with you. They can share those resources with businesses. I think that that would be super, certainly exciting. And then I am eager to come back on this fall and talk about some of our climate solutions. We're, we're going to be just really innovating so much in that uh, climate transition space. Uh, one thing that we actually announced earlier this year was that we're looking at bringing an advanced recycling facility to ExxonMobil complex. And we can talk to you about what that means and what it could mean for plastics recycling in the greater Baton Rouge area. So lots Absolutely. of cool, cool moves coming our way. And I'd love to come back on the show and talk about those things. Let's do it. Well, I tell everybody you got more important things to do, and especially with a title like yours, more important people to talk to than me all day. So hey, look, I appreciate this is you the spending of my time day. This is great. and, you know, running through it and everything you're doing in the community. It's helping in a major way. So I appreciate it. And absolutely. I'll get in your inbox and we'll set up in a regular story. That so. sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. Talk soon. Talk soon.